Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today I'm excited to bring someone that I recently met online. His name's Brad Bennett. He runs a financial business and today he's going to talk about how to how basically how to get re-inspired with your finances during this unprecedented time in human history where the economy is struggling and people have lost their jobs and people are afraid. Brad brings amazing advice to reclaim a vision for what you want to create in your life with your finances so that you can be free to, to live, to be the person that you know deep down you want to be. I think this is great advice. It's practical advice and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So brother Brad, thank you for uh, joining and, and let's, let's get into it brother. So tell for the viewers and, and listeners, tell us about yourself and where you came from. Sweet man. It's so good to be, uh, to be on here with you, Lucas today. Thanks. Excited you. about it. Uh, I'm Brad Bennett. So I grew up in North Carolina. I live here now. Um, grew up in the triad in Greensboro and uh, kind of a normal life outdoors, shooting rabbits and squirrels and birds, getting in trouble with dad, you know, kind of an outdoors guy, cutting wood with him, running around in the dirt, four-wheelers. That's just how I, how it came up. And then he kind of vanished at around six and was just sort of out of my life for the rest of it from the bottle and the cigarette mm. and uh, lost him a couple years ago. So I, um, I kind of had a gap, you know, of the fatherhood thing, but I sought out men. I sought out mentors, and I've done that ever since. I'm 40 years old now. And um, so around, around 18, I started, 17, 18, I started to get to travel the world a little bit and kind of got the bug of seeing, you know, how, how much bigger things are out there and that people are mm -hmm. awesome everywhere, man. People, people have the same desires and uh, needs and emotions pretty much as we do here. And I was, thought it was really cool. And I met some neat people and then some opportunities opened and uh, got to go do some, uh, some special missions overseas. And then got to work with some people that, I, that I'm really tight with and do some work. I've been in the Middle East. I've lived see, in Asia, China, Israel, Africa, South America, a bunch of different places. I think 18 countries now. And so it's just been an absolutely amazing journey. Got to do all that. That was a lot in my 20s mainly. And then started a business. Um, well, actually, I've had a couple. I've had a car detailing business. And I own a credit solutions firm. I've had it for 10 years now called Crown Family Trust since 2010. So that's 10 years of running that, but I'm also hooked up with some people. I'm mentored by the most elite people in the world, men and couples who are uh, wealthy, financially independent patriots. They are taking back the country. They're helping people be debt-free, stress-free, job-free, you know, just teach people how to have like a victorious life and honestly kick a lot of ass in what you're doing and, and help <laughs> others while you're doing it. I love it. So I that's love kind it, of me, man. man. That's me. It's been so, an adventure. Wait, when you see seeing people all over the world when you say people are pretty awesome like what what did you see in humanity as you got to see the breadth of it well a lot of times <coughs> the american news media makes everybody think that we're hated everywhere mm -hmm. and that's partially because um they hate the policies of the military industrial complex to be honest with you mm -hmm. and so but when you go as just a person or an individual and you hang loose with people you're going to help out i mean i've done you know relief and building stuff when i was really young and so when you're there to give and hook them up, I mean, they really just take you in, man. They show you hospitality. I mean, I've seen it in Asia. I've seen it in Honduras, Central America, Chile. And the hospitality is just amazing how people are. And so you just get to connect and make friends and realize, wow, they're, they're really enthused to get to know you because you're an American, which is kind of superstardom to them. 
and you're enthused to meet them, you know, because you just realize the humility and a lot of people overseas is really cool. I mean, not, not everybody, but yeah, there's just something kind of cool. There's, there's less entitlement, I guess, you know, because things are kind of harder in a lot of places and they have a lot simpler lives. But um, I really appreciated the way that I've been hosted and treated and received. And I got nothing good but good to say, other than a couple exceptions nowadays politically with a few countries, you can probably imagine that yeah. I've been releasing some bad stuff on the world. But right, And I've right. actually been to one of them that I'm thinking of. But, wow. but otherwise, I've had some great experiences, man. I just, people are great. That's a cool. That, um, I, love, I love humanity and I love people. And, and it's mm. interesting as we're talking I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast, but when all the, cause I owned a marketing firm for, for 12 years with employees and, and, um, I, I had, um, one of my content producers was Jim Kramer from mad money's producer for years. I've had no way people from the media come in. I worked at my company and, and everyone has their own perspectives and thoughts and stuff. But one of the things that, we discussed and it was a little controversial, but this is my podcast so I can share what I want. That's right. That's uh, right. Him, you know, uh, but during the whole black lives matter movement. And I said, you know, the fallacy is the, the great debate between Plato and Aristotle and Raphael's painting of the, uh, the masters and Greek philosophy is Plato is pointing up into the sky and Aristotle's looking at him with his hand out. And that was the great debate universal truth versus particular truths. And I, and I was saying during, and I'm going to tie it back to people all over the, the world, but it's not that black lives matter, blue lives matter. It's life matters. Life <laughs> it's matters. It's so funny and ironic, man. Life matters, brother. And we can That's love right. people wherever they are and help them live a fuller life. And that is, that's the beauty of humanity. That's the, and it's so simple. It's like, it's, I was talking to my wife this morning, we were talking about truth. And I said, you know, truth usually is so simple that it's, we usually discount the truth because it can't be that simple. There's got to be right, a complex right. construct of right, ideas right. and mechanisms. Like, no, it's just like, how could I have missed that? It's yeah, like how could I, yeah, exactly. It's because we don't want to accept just the simplicity of truth. And it's, it's the same with helping people. And it's cool to hear your story of just people are people wherever we go. They yeah, just want dude, to be loved. Awesome. They want to be helped. Yeah. And, and there's such satisfaction and fulfillment. We can dive into some of this in a little bit of like when you help others and you raise them up, whether it's raising up leaders or business coaching or whatever, man, it's really satisfying mm. because you get your eyes off yourself and you get to put a piece of you in others and have a legacy that lives on beyond you. I mean, some people just, most people, 99.9% .9 probably, they just end. They just stop breathing and they end. And of course, I believe they go to eternity like you do, but yeah, you know their name and their legacy is just done. It's just pretty much that was it. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, I ask people this question: Do you know anyone notable who accomplished anything epic? You know, your great grandparents are back, and most people have never been able to answer that they know of anybody that did anything epic. You know, right. and it's just sad to me. You know, so we got to live it. We got to live it full, and we got to um, get we take advantage of the freedom to to raise up other people and empower other people. Whether that just means encouragement whether that means teaching and coaching like i said i mean some people coach kids sports i've done a lot of that when i was young and it's just, it just you feel like you're giving but you get so much in return you know it's awesome that's cool that's beautiful we'll talk about giving to people you know one of the cool things to have you on is not just that you're a red-blooded american patriot man <laughs> that we get to break bread in this dialogue but 
helping people architect financial freedom or just not even those, maybe that's too colloquial, but how do we architect our finances right now so that a fear gets alleviated people? That's where a lot of fear comes in is the tied to money. And then, you know, what, what are you seeing that's really effective for, for people out there? Mm, that's a great question. One of my favorites. Well, here's how I see it, man. I'm really a simple thinker, simple man. And you were talking about simplicity and truth a minute ago. So I like the short, easy, but truthful path. When I look at the declaration and I look at the constitution, and I look at the uh, exceptionalism of our nation and what makes it special. Yeah. When I look at that, I see that not only do we have the freedom but it's the best option, in my opinion, to take advantage of free enterprise in America, to take advantage of being a business owner and creating in the economy rather than just, hey, hand, hand me a job. And I'm not, I'm not making fun of jobbers. I mean, it, it plays its role and it's a stepping stone for sure. But for me, the freedom and the opportunity and the, the unlimited ceiling and so much more, you can just you can create so many more options and so much more of a beautiful life depending on what you want. Now, if you're not a dreamer and you just have nothing more that you're you know, thinking of or wanting, then there's really not much of a fit there. And I would suggest you kind of work on that foundation. But for the people out there, the people who listen to us that say, yeah, dude, I totally love this country. Yeah. I love freedom. Yeah. I want to take advantage of what I can. Well, then you need to look into free enterprise. And mm-hmm. so if you can get excuse me, past what people say and kind of the political speak and PC media about capitalism, it's good or bad and whatever, the bottom line is if you go into something and do it purely the way it's designed, just economics, if you're not out to tr- destroy people doing it, then you're pretty much good to go. I mean, there's those exceptions, you know, people that ruin capitalism, but that doesn't mean capitalism's bad and the phrase, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right, right. Capitalism done right, I have actually seen. I- I've had a really amazing journey to be able to see it for years now, over a decade from being mentored by people that my buddy opened up a door to. And these are patriots. These are freedom-loving, fun out of the box, entrepreneurial minded, just American, uh, business owners. Cool. They're dreamers, man. They want more. And, and at the, at the core of a lot of us in this country, I'd like to believe the majority, vast majority, we are dreamers, man. We came here. I mean, look, we, we have it in our blood to fight. We have it in our blood to overcome and get rid of tyranny and sail on ships and lose lives. Even though there's a cost to that, to start out a new life and a new uh, direction, a new, new land. So why are we not taking advantage of it? So few people do. See, in, in, I don't know, 1600s or whatever it was, 1700s, that time frame, you know, we didn't come here for jobs. Hey, let's sail across the ocean and yeah, find a good point. job great on the point. new shore. It, yeah. it didn't exist. You know, there was really no one around other than natives. And so right. um, it, was to, it was to have freedom, obviously. That's pretty well established. They left to get away from tyranny. Well, they created business and endeavor and free enterprise coming over. You know, whether I don't know that what that would be. I'm not, you know, Mr. Super Scholar on it, but I, I'm sure blacksmiths and equestrians with horses and, yeah. you know, farmers and the like builders. And then this grew and, and evolved into 1800s, 1900s, and 21st century now. So, yeah, man, I think the answer to the question, it's a little bit longer in a way that I'm giving no, you, but good. it's to take full advantage of free enterprise, Lucas, and don't just sit on our laurels, our hiney, and wait for someone else to provide for us who can also take that away from you at some point. Cause there's layoffs, there's bad economy, there's right. pandemics. Like yes. right now we're talking during a, a, a global pandemic, I guess. So those things can go away. And what if you can't physically go into work? What happens to your income? If you only have one stream and one basket, you know, right. eggs and just one basket. And so 
um, to me, that's really risky instead of taking it in your own hands, despite the, um, I guess the work and the challenges that come with being an entrepreneur to me, they, even with those, it still far outweighs thing because of opportunity. That's, that's powerful. So a couple of things I heard you say is start, it, does it start with the dream? Does, or I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you just go into business because you're good at mowing grass or you go into business because you're good at making cupcakes, I think you're going to be limited. That's the e-myth, the book. Have you ever read the book, the e-myth? Partly. And my mentor kind of gave me the Cliff's Notes, uh, sort of like the manager, the marketer, yeah. and the uh, technician. Yeah, that's right. So like the, the baker is good at baking cookies and all of a sudden people are like, oh, I want, I'd buy your cookies. You should start a bakery. And then they start baking cookies, but they can't bake more than they can actually produce. And you know, that's it, dude. Yeah. And we can, we can expound here in a little while on some of these things that have been turned on to me through coaching and mentoring by millionaires. Hmm. They have opened up my mind, like boom, you know, of stuff that I just never thought of because small business is in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction to open up a brick and mortar or something like we're saying, landscape cupcake yeah. bakery, whatever, you know, there's a lot of different concepts of that that could be similar to that. And that's definitely in the right direction, although there's some better stuff even than that. And it, it helps free up your time. But you have to be able to scale. That's part of what that that's is. Right. If you can't yes. scale and you can't raise up others who can do the exact same cupcake, the exact same yard, the exact same whatever, fill in the blank X, Y, Z as you can, then honestly, you're just the guy who, who owns a, a job. You own, a, you own your business, but it really owns you. you know? like yeah. I'm, I'm credit solutions guy. And I haven't really scaled it that much in that uh-huh. for a couple of reasons, really, because my heart is in far bigger things, you know, far bigger freedom and, right, and right. impact and legacy and wealth. But um, when, you, when you don't scale it, man, you're kind of stuck doing all of the roles, just like the E-Myth. You know, you're, you're managing accounting. Yeah. You're the technician who's good at Sales. everything. And you're the marketer. Yeah, marketer and you're probably oh, crappy yeah. at most of those. You, you know, you probably, most <laughs> right. of us aren't wired to be good at all those kind of roles. You know? Right. That's, that's uh, it's interesting where the verse from Solomon that where there's a lack of vision, the people perish. It's so mm. tied to, and instead, if we have this weird, I don't use the word weird, but subversive narrative to vision in our media, in our education system, in our social constructs, I would say the majority in the United States, instead of people saying, instead of teachers saying, make your vision bigger, kids. And here's how we can set you up for the path to achieve that vision. We reduce people down and say, oh, you know, here, take this aptitude test. Oh, you're good for this, this, and this. And what that could be the most well-intent person. You know, these school counselors, they might truly love the people that they're doing that for. However, words carry power. And if you tell someone, here you go, you know, don't dream, <laughs> go down here. Well, people will go down there if they don't hear, hey, Make it bigger. Blow that balloon up bigger, 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 bigger. That's right, dude. That's right. I can't agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, I tell it, and I I tell people in this fashion. Let's see here. Instead of asking what do you want to do, how about ask how do you want to live? Because one is, let's see, choose a task. uh, That one, any, many, miny, mo, aptitude test. Yeah, right. Uh, You're more, you're more scientific, John. You're more artistic, Sally, or whatever. Right. And that's fine. You know, whatever. It may be somewhat the case, but so you pick a task, (coughs) excuse me, never thinking about 
what kind of lifestyle will that yield? Will I ever have financial independence? Will I be in debt forever? Will I be poor? I mean, think about a teacher. They do amazing things. They change lives and they pour out so much, but they don't get paid very well. Right. Cops and firemen don't get paid very well. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have people wanting to do that. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is think about how you want to live first. And then define that. And granted, you're going to have folks that say, hey, no matter what, I just know I want to be a policeman. Then great. Do, for sure do that. Passion. Yeah. For sure do that. Right. But generally for this talk, I think we need more people stepping out saying, huh, how do I want to live? And I guess you could kind of call this whole discussion like architecting your, your finances, architecting mm. your lifestyle, something along those lines, because you do get to design it. You do get to choose it. But the problem is if you just choose a certain task and you specialize in something, you're going to limit yourself because generally we have a really good framework of what people earn. I mean, even think about this ridiculousness of, hey, John, what do you do? And we, we sort of categorize John right, and Sally right. when we meet them to kind of size them up. Are they, are they in a suit? We should treat them a certain way. Are they a janitor? We should treat them a certain way, which is hard to watch. You treat everybody equal. Yeah, number. But, that's right. but we do that because when we hear what they say, we can kind of ballpark like, okay, he said cops, so probably 30 to 40, 30 to 50, you know, yeah. or he said engineers, so probably 50 to 100 or whatever the thing is, you know. Yeah, right. Not, those are just examples, of course, but right. it, that's because people chose a certain task and they never really sat down and dreamed or dreamt or whatever with paper. And with a vision board, and I got a couple of them around here right now, in fact, but stuff that I want and, and the life I want to live. And, and if you visualize it, you will create it, you know, as long as you're doing steps and moving toward it and stuff. So that's right. Man, let's, let's start reverse engineering and architecting what's available because it's not like you're lucky because you get to have a ranch and a business and wealth and freedom and go on cool trips and do stuff that we all would probably agree is like amazing lifestyle. And there's a lot of Americans that do that. It's not, it's not an accident. It's not really love. There's a few that inherit it, but most are self-made millionaires in this country. Hmm. Millionaires. Yeah. And so they created that. They added value. They provided maybe some invention. Maybe they built some business. Maybe they created a network of people or whatever it is, you know, right. that's value. And they, they decided the life they want to live and they're doing it. Powerful. Powerful. So when it comes to, where, where should people start? If, you know, anyone listening to this, maybe they're driving or maybe they're at home, but where do we start when it comes to architecting, working backwards? And, and should be, I mean, what do you recommend for people? Spending some hours, days, weeks, journaling? I absolutely do. Yeah, absolutely do. So number one, like building a house or a skyscraper, you need a really good foundation. And it takes a while. Mm. Like the foundation is like months for a big place. I don't know about for a house, but, you know, it's sizable. Yeah, large amount of time. And then all of a sudden the place just goes up really quickly. Well, they had to get that right. So the foundation would be what we just covered. I would say dreaming and asking yourself, what do I want? Hmm. And I want to see, I want to see 10 nations or I want to vote or I want to live in the country. I want a high rise or I want a family or I want my wife to be a stay at home or maybe you're a female, you know, I want to be a stay at home mom or whatever. So what do I want? Put those down. Anything, horses, Lambo, whatever it looks like, or none of those in something small. That's fine too, but just figure out what you want. So that's number one. Number two, I think education. And I don't mean you need a degree. I really don't mean that at all because you probably don't for what I'm about to say and kind of how we're talking here. But I think you need to start getting a hold of some stuff. And if you'll dig, I think it'll come to you because isn't it funny in life how when you start thinking of something, you start thinking of silver F-150s and you like them. You haven't been seeing any of them. You see one every day then. Silver yeah. F-150. Look, babe, silver F-150. Silver. Right, right. Yeah. It's the same way with something else that you're thinking of. If you're, if you will find what you're looking for. So if you're Googling and you're looking for um, wealth mentality, businesses, opportunities, success, 
cash flow, these sort of things, you will find it. And I know some ones I believe that are really fantastic, but you need to get a hold of some authors like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Cashflow Quadrant. Okay. And understand how money works and how the four types of incomes, you know, two active and two passive. Um, I would say Napoleon Hill, like Think and Grow Rich, Master Key to Riches. I mean, these are timeless books written way, way back, but they're very foundational for wealth. And then I'm happy to share other ones off, off of here or with people personally or you or whatever. But yeah, yeah, these are ones that were recommended to me. Magic of Thinking Big is another one, David Schwartz. So my buddy Brian handed me that one and it just changed the game. He said, read chapters 2, 12, and 13 and read about the failure diseases. I was like, sweet, man. This is awesome. Wow. <laughs> and it wow. talked about what those three are. I'll leave it a little secret just so somebody can yeah, see, can dig it out. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm always answering questions and, you know, I'm – kind of helping with the great awakening of people these days. And everybody just wants to tell me, what is it? Tell me, well, right. go find the answer, figure yeah, it out. Do it. Go, go climb that mountain yourself and get that. Horizon. Yeah, dude, I'd love to yeah. tell you. It'd be awesome. And I would yeah. feel a little moment of, Oh, I got to tell you something, but you know what? You need the light bulb moments yourself. So That's anyway, great. if you start digging, you'll find that the right kind of material and information. I mean, I listen to podcasts. I listen to Ed Milet. I've listened to a little bit of Grant Cardone, not as much right now, but John Maxwell. And yeah. then the Patriots that I'm running with, you know, men that I'm, I'm rolling with, and they're not super well-known. They're not on the radar like that. They're very much low-key. But any, they're not famous, is what I'm saying. But uh, their lifestyles were really famous for sure. But um, so that's number two, education. So cool. what do you want, your dream? Number two, education. Number three, I think mentorship. Hmm. I think following someone, and it's almost like a lost art in this country for whatever reason, but in the Far East, they would call it uh, maybe having a sage or have it. What, what's the word they call it? A samurai? Or, yeah. Uh, what would you call the person saying, who's, like who's kind of the leader? To Yeah. What is that? I think in business, you call it mentor protege or right. coaching. I don't know the word for it in the Far East, but you know, they, they teach their young certain things. Tribal people teach their young certain things. That's absolutely mentorship. Right. And yet here in America, it's almost like, well, son, you know, we'll help you move to your college at 18 and, get you get you settled in and then that was it that's you're done like there's no more mentoring or reading once you're done with college right and that just blows my mind and then you're out here just to do life by yourself which sounds sucky and lonely you know so mentoring has changed my life because i have learned not just from one mentor which i have a couple that i mainly follow and they have a vested interest in my finances to help me succeed because i'm tied to them so we're connected in a relationship and partnership but i've also had some other mentors come along and, you know, I've got an army sniper friend that's a mentor to a degree. I mean, he's got, he's prepared and he knows gear and he knows things better than the average person, even, even myself. And I've got people who I've learned about trust and corporations and finance, another guy. Cool. I'll just leave unnamed on here. So mentors, man, because see, they've already walked through the minefield. They've already yeah. seen the battle. They already know what's there and they can lead you by the hand and say, Hey, come this way. I, I know I've been there. I know what this looks like. And you right. can shave off so many years, literally of banging your head and wasted time, you know, just trying to figure stuff out. Right. Because they've, they're, they're helping you to you lean on their experience for free kind of in a way, you know, right. Or if you got to pay them, pay them. I mean, dude, it's, it's worth paying thousands for a mentor that can help you make millions truly. Yeah. That's great. Um, speaking of, uh, your army sniper, one of my good friends, medically retired Navy seal. And, and I jumped on a webinar that he was teaching him and his wife the other day. And he cracked me up because I, I know, I mean, we talk all the time, but there was hundreds of people on this webinar and someone said, what was the first thing you bought during when the shutdown happened? And he said, 
I don't know why people went and bought toilet paper. I went and bought guns. I, or no, he goes, I went and bought meat and ammunition because I know yeah, I'll that's exactly what I got. My family. Yeah. And I can exactly tell what I got. it was a Zoom call where you could see people's faces and everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> you know? And generally we have a warriors. lot of it already. I mean, yep. generally we have Yeah, that's right. That's right. But my you're brother, right, man. It's scarce too right now. Ammo especially. It is. It is. Uh, my brother, he has a podcast called The Soulful Hunter and uh, he runs Washington Backcountry, which is, um, he believes um, mentorship is conservation and that you mentor the next generation and that's conserving what you love. So if you're a hunter, you mentor future hunters and they take care of the land. But my brother is one of his greatest joys is to give wild game away, meat that he's, I mean, he loves it. Just, hey, how's some meat? How's some meat? He helps his friends, gives his buddies meat, you know, and that, that, could be translated to your knowledge it's like hey have some knowledge have when we can share that which we have harvested ourselves whether it be knowledge whether it be literal food you know whatever it is that that's beautiful man that's i love it dude i love that's it that's humanity right i mean that's it is humanity yeah like we said at the beginning what are what have you left if you haven't left a piece of you with people or yeah. in people i mean what 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 happens when you've created and earned and kicked ass and made money and whatever it is, the heights of accomplishment or whatever we call that. Right. And yet you pass away and maybe you just leave it, you leave cash in a will. I don't think that's as profound as what you just said, which is leaving behind the moments that your brother took people out or people I take to the yes. range or, yes. or like my mentors, you know, raising up other leaders that can be retired from their jobs just like they are, which is a big point of what they do and, and get out of debt and all that other stuff. So if you haven't raised up someone else, I would challenge you on selfishness, honestly. Mm, powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, are you just living for you or are you living to leave a massive dent in the universe and leave a mark on everyone? Yeah, that's right. It's interesting. There's, again, I'll reference Solomon. I could reference him all day. But he Heck says, yeah. a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And mm -hmm. I used to think that was um, money or wealth. However, what I think that is, is, is the name because a good name is rather to be chosen the great riches. He also said, so it's the name, but what is the name? The name is the impact in the lives that it touched. And that I, in Mexico, I think it's in Mexico. I don't know if it originates in Mexico, but I, I think this is the origin of it, but the three deaths in man, of mankind in a life, there's three deaths in a life. So the first death is when a child learns that a child will die, that, oh, I will die. And that concept of not forever gets entered into the consciousness of, of a child. Right. The second death is the physical death. We actually die. The third death is the last time your name's ever spoken on planet Earth. And, mm. and uh, it just, I, I don't even know where I read that, but maybe my brother told me. But anyway, it's a fascinating concept of like, man, mm. I want to leave a good name not for my game because my once i'm gone i'm gone it doesn't do anything but i want to leave a name for my children to live under that man that was a guy that loved people that was a guy that helped people that was a guy that inspired people that was a guy that spoke when people were afraid to speak and moved when people got stuck and didn't weren't able to move and hearing you and this podcast that's why words are so powerful. It's just giving they are. permission, 
my brothers and sisters listening, I'm giving you permission. Brad's giving you permission to be who you know deep down you are created and purpose to be in this earth. That's right. So agree, man. So agree. (laughs) They don't erect statues to cynics and whiners. I know that. There are no statues. I mean, there's been some negative people that are famous throughout history, but they showed leadership. I mean, Hitler was one of the worst human beings ever, but he showed leadership. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat him, but I'm pointing out that he, he led and he used certain principles, but they don't make statues for cynics. So if you're a cynic, negative whiner, loser, complainer, entitled, you know, just want to debate everyone, want to pick people apart. That's, you're not going to be remembered. You'll vanish so fast like a vapor mm. instead of what you said, which I agree with, you know, you, your name last for millennia, you know, William Wallace, George Washington, Thomas yes. Edison, Nikola yes. Tesla, yes. Steve Jobs. I mean, yes. dude, did he change the world? He created something that we're using right now. You know, yeah, exactly. These things. And so <laughs> exactly. change, change the world. Absolutely. So his, their names are going to be Rosa Parks. Yes. Uh, Bass Reeves, African-American uh, patriot. Yes. U.S. that I posted about recently that, People don't know about the school has omitted African-Americans, for example, and all the great things they contributed to America. It's pretty amazing, actually, to read about it. He was one of the greatest badasses who ever walked the planet. He would get hurt. He would recover, man. He would carry insane amounts of weight. He was a lawman. He was a marshal. I mean, just amazing stuff. But these are people's names that we remember. I'm going to take us on a tangent right now because I want to (laughs) affirm what you just said, and I think it's worthy of um, sharing. So... I have a lot of friends from Indiana. I always ask them. About, That's random. <laughs> I, told, this, I told you I'm going to take as a divert. I have a lot of friends. I ask them, what, what's a Hoosier? Who, what, who and what is a Hoosier? No one knows. Even my friends that went to, friends that went to Notre Dame, went to University of Indiana. Went to Are you Virginia. kidding me? They don't know. And I said, it's named after Harry Hoosier. And they're like, who's Harry Hoosier? Harry Hoosier was a freed slave that was, I think in either, I think in North Carolina, when George Whitfield's preaching in a field, in an open field, and Harry Hoosier walks and comes up to this congregation of people listening to this orator with a booming voice, and Harry Hoosier comes to the back, and George Whitfield looks at him and says, son, today prepare to meet thy maker. And he falls to the ground and has a conversion moment, and he becomes the first Methodist black preacher in the Americas and he goes to Indiana and he was uh, a missionary black missionary and that's where you get Hoosiers from in Indiana and we just take stuff for granted and have no idea I mean I'll even admit I didn't know it but at least I don't live in Indiana where I should <laughs> or, or go to the college they don't want to say hey the, the question I asked my friends why don't they tell you this history you know why aren't these stories being told why aren't we honoring the contribution of all mankind where they, you know, where they should be honored. That's another, that's another topic maybe for another day, but. Cause I think now we value, if I can throw in, we value Please. entertainers and fun. In my opinion, America has been on a fun high. We've been mm. medicating ourselves with fun instead yeah. of yeah. honoring these people who paved the way. I mean, not that there's certain things, you know, we can't do everything. We can't just worship them or anything or talk about them every day, maybe, but, right. but be included in and, we need to do exactly what you said, which is, uh, how did you word it? You said mentoring conservatism. So oh, conserving history. Yeah. Yeah. Conservation That's my brother's hunting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right, man. You, you, you will pass it on. Like I'm a bow hunter. I've got a bow over here across the way in the room. And so if I don't learn from others and I, and I do, and, and then pass it forward and I will to other people, 
then it just stops with me, you know? So, yeah, that's right. My brother, um, and shout out to, to Johnny Mac. Um, we weren't raised, we weren't raised to hunt and my brother wanted to get into hunting and, and he's an onset hunter and he had asked these guys and no one really taught him. So he had to learn by himself and, and he found that the hunting community is kind of a selfish community. They're like, oh, I don't want to tell you these spots. And my brother realized, well, if you're not teaching me and I'm, I'm a good steward of, of this, of the land, I, I, I'm a good hunter and stuff. How many people are born into these hunting families? They're coming less and less. So my brother's on this huge mission to mentor guys like him and I that grew up. He's breaking the cycle too. Breaking <laughs> cycles, man. That's it. That's it. Because you're literally fathering someone. I mean, that's about as close to fathering as I can think of. And it depends on where you're at, by the way. The whole selfish don't don't tell the secrets. Yeah. Because in the South, I've I found it to be pretty great, actually. Like I went, for example, with a buddy David in December and we deer hunted with shotguns and dogs. And um, that was the first with dogs. And so that was a wild, wild cool. hound dogs or whatever. But um, I noticed the eclectic mix of diversity in this hunt group that he kind of was bringing me into. And I never met these people like he, he did. And I watched him with everybody. And, man, he was tight with all of them. And it was women and blacks and whites and old and young, 20 and 60. It was really epic. And I was like, wow, these people are having a ball feeding each other their food. And, hey, you can borrow this, borrow that. Man, you know, that you ran out awesome. of something. That is awesome. It's great, dude. So. They were, they were living it out, epitomizing it. That is beautiful. You, let's, what else do you want to say about wealth? I mean, any, because uh, I, I, I take us on tangents and we'll, we'll do that. But I mean, anything else, you, it was vision, dream, education, mentorship. mentorship. And, and um, what else? Is there anything to that? I do. And this is sort of what I would consider the best kept secret that a lot of people aren't aware of, or they've seen a really terrible example of it, but it's that time equals wealth and you can't hang with duplication. And so remember in the beginning, we started talking about taking advantage of American free enterprise and start a small business. I think that's awesome. And I think it's a great step in the right direction. But if you want to take that to an elite level, in my opinion, and I've seen this played out and work and I'm, and I'm a part of them doing it right now as we speak, it's being a part of something that is social in nature. And there's never been an easier time with social networks and all the stuff we have available techniques and tools and right. technology and all that. But um, take advantage of something social where you can build an asset, a network as an asset. So that means people are involved. That means team building. That means running together. And I say Patriots because we all are. And I don't mean all military or anything by any stretch, but there are plenty of them. But <coughs> excuse me, I just mean something where you can duplicate. I'll give an example. In 1959, you've got this man who, um, he was selling milkshake machines. His name was Ray. You might know where I'm headed with it. Yeah, in fact, this is great. And uh, he finds out these, these guys over, I think, in San Diego, somewhere in Southern California, they're buying all these milkshake machines from him in Illinois. And he's like, what the heck is going on out there? This is wild. He drives across country to look at what they're doing and comes to discover that these guys are producing, like, they've got a great system down, you know, it's flowing, and they're, they're moving tons of this stuff. They've got a a great product, a good burger, fries, and shakes. And they were called the McDonald Brothers. Mm. So you can kind of figure out where what this is now. Yeah, yeah. But um, this guy's named Ray Kroc. He he loved the the system and what they had down, and he had huge vision. Well, they lacked vision, so they they had product and they had one or two locations, I believe, maybe just one. But they had a couple of the main components that are logistical. But this guy had the vision in here, man. He was really seeing it big. He's like, man, we could put these all over the state and put them all over the country. Well, that's exactly what he did because he bought the guys out 
Yeah. He, if you've ever seen the movie Founder, I highly recommend it. It'll just fire you up, guys, because yes, it's yes, true American success story. And he's kind of a maverick. I think he's like a drinker, and he's just all over the place, and he's yeah. hardcore. But you know what? I honor the fact that that guy went after it, dude. He busted his ass, and he went for it, and he turned it into what I believe is 35,000 international locations now. And imagine if, if he just gets, let's just say, 1% or let's call it 100 bucks. I think it's like 2 to 4% that he gets from each location, and then the owner keeps the most. But um, let's say that he gets 100 from each location. That's $3.5 today that he got. Tomorrow, Tuesday, 3.5 million. Wednesday, 3.5 million. I mean, do the math. That's wow. 20, 22, 23 million a week just Amazing. coming in because of the locations. And then he created a supplier and an education system. And I, I'm in the same thing with the people I'm running with, except we don't smell like fries. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We don't have to buy brick and mortar. We don't look right. for investors. We don't need right. people's money or investments. We don't need expertise from people. We'll teach them everything as long as they're ambitious, love the country, and want to go, go, go and start to work on their dreams. But that's what it's about. So, <coughs> excuse me, bringing it back to make sense of what I said in the beginning to kind of kick your, the answer off to what you said, time is wealth and you can't hang with duplication. Hmm. So the secret to time is wealth. It just, it means you've got to graduate and you've got to mature in time to realize that time is worth way more than money. Right. Memories are wet, worth way more than money, you know, and legacy and, and relationships. Your wife, kid, you, you have two kids or what do you have? Uh, three. We got three. Three. That's right. Three. That's worth way more than the 800 grand. I mean, it just, yeah. it just is. That's right. And that, and that so, gets back to, uh, and I think we can wrap with this is in this lockdown, in this quarantine, I hope people have realized how precious their time is. Mm. And this hopefully is part of the awakening that can't get back time that's the one thing that we can never get back mm, that's crazy you say that two things we can't get back time and our words boom once it leaves your mouth it is gone that's right and that time once you have let it pass it is gone as well brother i'm so thankful you came on and sure, how, how can people find you if they want to reach out and i'll put whatever contact info you want in the show notes but how can people reach out to you Sure, man. Well, my email is crownfamilytrust at consultant.com. I'm happy to talk with anyone and love it. You know, point people to who I've who I've been introduced to. And man, we can change some lives. Come come run with us. We need some hungry people right now that want to win and make some cash. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Let's go. Let's do it. Go time. I love it. I love it. Brad, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Everyone listening, thank you for listening. Thank you. I look at the numbers, I look at the analytics of this podcast. It's being listened to around the world, which is humbling for me. Also, I want you to know that I, I honor all of you. I, I, life, life is not some straight linear line without ups and downs and twists and turns. Life would be boring if it was that. And yet, as we work on ourselves and we look inward and we think about the vision we want to live out in this world and we think about the people we really want to be in this world free of anger free of free of trauma free of fear free of shame free of guilt just living the lives that we deep down want to live i honor all of you for taking the steps to listen to content that inspires you to read things that inspire you and to unplug from those things that uninspire you. Be that media, be that friends, 
be that family. Anything that robs you of your peace is not worthy of being in your life. Your life is the most important thing in your life. Live it well, my brothers and sisters. And remember, love people. Everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's at a different phase, a different step. And not one single person on this planet has ever lived the exact same experience as another person. Not even twins raised in the same house. So know that. Honor everybody where they're at. Love one another. And let's be the change we truly want to see in this world. My name is Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. I look forward to talking with you on the next episode.